0: This is the Overclocked Podcast, a weekly dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we explore the Game Lark album
1: process with Alan Brash, ambush one another with secret songs, and celebrate the many years of Final Fantasy remixes in this week's playlist.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overclocked Podcast. This is episode 48, and I'm your host, Brian, joined, as always, by my brother and co-host. Wait, what's your name? Uh, Stefan. Stefan. How are you doing, Stefan? <laughs> yes, yeah, super well. How are you? I'm also, wait, I... is super well grammatically correct? Yeah, sup... I'm doing well. Super,
1: like, super is a descriptive right. uh, additive word to well. Like Super Mario. I'm I'm like Super Mario. I just downloaded Super Mario Ro- Run. Super Mario Bros. Run around.
0: Now, if uh, future yeah. historians find this, they'll know when it was recorded.
1: Yes, specifically that one day because I'll probably never play it again. <laughs> How was <laughs> it after that? Ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho! I haven't played it yet. Oh, I'm curious if they made any new music for it. You know what I hear? I hear that the music uh, syncs to some of the action.
0: Then <gasps> they probably did make new music for it. Probably. That's exciting. I bet there's some
2: there wah, in the background
0: yeah wah, wah. dancing koopas maybe mm-hmm. maybe but speaking of exciting we have an exciting show today
1: speaking of dancing koopas Spe- oh no oh, oh, i, I spoiled completely it. shot
0: myself in the leg with that there's nowhere to go yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but no it is an exciting show um that's not a lie we have a pretty hefty interview from alan brash mm-hmm. i don't know if you know a game lark is. Oh, i know you know what game lark. Is.
0: um i'm gonna pretend steven
1: what's game lark game lark is uh oh man i don't know Wow, that's amazing. That's so fascinating. Game Lark is sort of a a label for video game music, mm-hmm. um, not unlike the Materia Collective. Oh, okay. Um, and they put out a number of albums, and Alan is the guy behind it. And uh, he talked about Mog's Mixtape, which is a Final Fantasy album. Nice. Uh, spans across the whole series, but that's only one part of the interview. Yeah. The part that I might have found even more fun to talk about and interesting is uh all of his thoughts on running something like game mark and where he's Uh going now
0: so very cool look forward to that folks that's awesome um music wise the thing i've been obsessed with recently isn't video game music at all uh it's been hamilton which i came to kind of late the musical Mm -hmm. um uh hip-hop musical version of the life of alexander hamilton and it makes Mm -hmm. me wish there was some type of video game tie-in so we could get those people on the show
1: oh jeez Maybe they'll make one about uh maybe they'll make one about Kirby and the all the history and the Kirby series. (laughs)
0: Okay, if they make a Moana or I don't know how you pronounce it, is it Moana, the new Disney movie? Yeah. If they make a video game out of it, then you can get the it's the same writer as Hamilton for the music. So pow, there you go, we got our connection. But anyway, I just highly recommend any if you like music, um, check that out. It's interesting, even if it's not your style. Yes, I have listened to it. I agree. Yeah, but that's just my little plug for, for good music to try. Um, let's get the show on the road and give people a bunch of good music to try with this week's Remix Rewind. Let's look at the
1: fun, 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 fun. <laughs> with chip tune melodies drifting down like digital snowfall, Remixer Demons welcomes Winter with a mellow Super Mario 64 remix called The Slumber of the Beast. Like watching the world become white through the window of a warm home, this track is the kind of deliberately peaceful melody that's perfect with a mug of hot cocoa.
0: Hylian Lemon has employed his musical alchemy to create a big friendly monster Merun Darum is a peppy fusion of Nintendo's greats blending themes from Mario Zelda and Donkey Kong into an unexpected yet undeniably attractive whole playful staccato rhythms are backed by smooth legato synth that's always active but never tiring the power of science is great indeed
1: debuts with a stunning Tales of Fantasia remix called The Dream Will Never Die. Starting with one of the only vocals backtracks on the Super NES, Kuro skillfully modernizes the source into a professional-level EDM jam that any DJ would be proud of.
0: and more, head over to ocremix.org
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another InTune interview, the part of the show where we talk to music makers about the music that they make. I'm Steven, continuing to be your host. Brian, of course, has gotten lost along the way. He's not here for the interview. I suspect he got lost somewhere between Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus, so he's kind of a goner at this point. (laughs) But... I'm not alone, as I never am. Um, We've got Alan Brash here. He recently um, put together the Moggs mixtape from GameLarg. Hey, Alan. How's it going? Uh, It's going really well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Well, thanks a lot for joining us for this
3: interview. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It is nice to have you, especially because we were talking a little before we started the interview proper that neither of us actually have um, any um decent final fantasy experience under our belt. what
3: are you talking about to, was i not supposed to expose that to the world first no, thing i think i've already <laughs> admitted that before but that's true that's true actually i've never played a final fantasy game other than final fantasy 10 for maybe two hours but i still <laughs> really love the music for that series
1: yeah I'm, I'm pretty much the same way i played final fantasy 1 for quite a while i tried 2 through 9 for about five minutes each <laughs> and uh i watched some of the cutscenes, and yeah. of course i've listened to all of the music quite a lot um but we'll get to that soon enough
3: maybe we should start by you know introducing yourself what are you all about i'll give a quick rundown game Lark started is basically a video game remix community where i would interview artists and i would do top picks um i guess kind of like similar to this podcast where i would pick some of my favorite remixes um mm-hmm. for each month And then over time, I kind of formed a lot of friendships that led to the formation of the quote unquote video game remix label. That's cool. And so uh, let's see, it was around August of last year that I started asking people to join. And we put out our first album in November that subsequently got pulled (laughs) (laughs) because of Nintendo. Oh, no. What was the first? Wait, what was the first album? Our first album was just called Volume 1. And it okay. was it wasn't themed or anything. It was just trying to say, hey, we're here and these are a bunch of songs and these are the artists that are on the album. And there was a couple trouble treble tracks. I won't say which, but they okay. were definitely Nintendo tracks. So, yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> it, it, we learned a lot from that album. I learned a lot. And then we released our first, I guess, successful um, album, Supersonic. And I love
1: that album, by the way. Like, thank you. I am. I'm a huge sonic fan especially the music and that was so fun for me there were some tracks in there that i did not expect to get remixed that were remixed
3: which ones uh, in particular i'm
1: curious it was ice mountain zone from sonic advance oh okay yeah and and that one i feel like the sonic advance games don't get a ton of recognition i think people forget they exist a lot which makes me very sad and also i thought it was kind of insane and very good that red mountain um from sonic adventure got some yeah. got some love as well
3: <laughs> yeah that was a toxic intro. he's really really good with the orchestral stuff
1: but yeah. my favorite my, well I'll, I'll let you go in just a second but my very favorite song i think from the whole album was chilling at seaside hill
3: the funny thing with that track is, you know, if you know Joshua's music, you know that he's, to me, he basically does sonic rock. Okay. So he does like rock in the vein of crush 40. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, when I invited him to the album, I was thinking that's what I was going to get. <laughs> he sent me uh-huh. this acoustic track and I'm like, what the hell? And it was <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's a great track, but totally unexpected. Yeah, so it's just like
1: strolling down the beach, having a good day, sun yeah. shining.
3: Yeah. That, that album is every album is special to me because um i i really pride myself on the arrangements i don't know if that sounds conceited but i spend a lot of time usually about a week just in arrangement Mm -hmm. just listening to tracks over and over and over determining album flow and that's when i really get familiar with the music so it's like i don't know every album is special and it's different supersonic was great because it had to me basically like two major parts to it like the the more rock metal stuff and the more electronic stuff and then
1: yeah it, it has it has a really you know high ratio of great songs and when you get a bunch of people together for a single album it's really tough to keep that you know quality bar up
3: yeah it, it, a quality bar and then you know the other thing you're 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 worried about is you know you have such a variety of sounds how do you make it fit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i've had artists come to me before and say you know i just don't i don't know how this is going to fit on the album like don't worry about that that's my job your job is to make the song <laughs> i will figure out how the album flows and usually i actually put um a whole i put a video up on the arrangement of mocks mixtape because i think it's kind of interesting and i wanted to explain my philosophy behind how i arrange so for supersonic you know generally what i've kind of done for the past couple albums is i always put the heaviest track towards the end so for supersonic it was doomsday zone because that was just mm-hmm nuts that was 16 amato just destroying right <laughs> sonic yes. music i just want to do one last quick shout out um i want to say I really appreciated Tails Channel for anyone that knows that it's a Sonic um, fan community on YouTube. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was run by a guy named Manheimer, and he shared the video or sorry, he shared the album before it came out. And that really, really helped in terms of sales.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I actually have definitely heard of that. Uh, channel before it seems like it pops up a lot when i'm you know looking into sonic news and that sort of thing so that's all awesome. yeah it's a
3: news channel mainly for sonic
1: so how did you get from sonic to final fantasy like
3: w- uh, what else was in between that we had an album called versus with uh another group um called Materia collective You might have heard of them mm-hmm. we've they had them did. on the show okay cool so you, you're familiar with uh Sebastian and oh yeah there's yeah. several other people involved in that project and we're kind of like we basically are kind of doing more or less the same thing um they're just a much 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 bigger than version of it than uh, <laughs> us and we you know I think we met at MAGFest we talked briefly before MAGFest Sebastian and I met at MAGFest and then we started talking afterwards about the idea of a collaborative album and what it would be and what the theme would be. And of course, you know, fighting games, it, it would be a perfect match, we thought. Uh-huh. So we just decided to do two discs and um, I think we were, we were shooting for games that were going to be featured at Evo, you know, again with right. <laughs> the, maybe I'm giving too much behind the scenes stuff, but again with the Nintendo stuff, I told the game mark artists don't cover Smash Brothers, which is why there's not Smash Brothers on our mm-hmm. side, just because it's Better always a headache. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but we had some really great tracks on that. And then that um, at that point, I had invited a whole bunch of new artists to the label. So we had a lot more jazz. Just the, We had metal now. We had electronic. We had jazz. It's just so many unique and talented artists on that record. Again, another record that I really, really enjoy. The energy on that album is just pretty much high the whole time. There's only a few like moments where it dips down a little bit into more mid-paced, mid-tempo stuff.
1: Okay, nice.
3: Logs well, Mixtape was put together, actually supposed to release on September 30th, which is when Final Fantasy 15 was supposed to release. <laughs> <laughs> and then that got messed up, so... <laughs> It was good because we had a little extra time to finish mm-hmm. the album and some artists were like begging me to to give it, give them an extra week so I did and I think uh, it helped on a couple tracks and it helped some people that weren't going to be able on the album to to appear on the album.
1: So this is coming from someone who hasn't had a lot of experience with Final Fantasy. Like how did this happen in the first place? Why did you choose that series?
3: Well we have, when we, when I suggest an album, mm-hmm. it's I, you have to think about a few factors. You have to think about like fan bases and timing. You usually try and pick albums around something else that's going on. So mm-hmm. for Versus, we were thinking, well Evo 2016, you know it's in July and it's a fighting game championship so or fighting game tournament. So that would be great. And then for SuperSonic, you know, it was Sonic's anniversary. I think it's oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. 25th was it 25th yeah i think it was the 25th anniversary this year i can always
1: remember because sonic the hedgehog is one year younger than i am
3: (laughs) okay there you go (laughs) (laughs) um and then mogs was of course final fantasy 15 so i just suggested it and everybody like i can generally gauge on people's excitement there's only Mm -hmm. been a couple times where we've had to tweak album ideas um including our upcoming album, which I'll just hint towards, but I won't say anything about it. Anyway, so when I suggested it, a lot of people were, like, jumping at the idea. They're like, yes, this is great. And I knew that, you know, Materia had done game specific albums and I, I will let you in on a secret there's a friendly competition between us i think <laughs> that's the way i see it i i don't ever say it publicly until now <laughs> but, until now it's a world exclusive <laughs> sorry to say but you know i think like i say friendly competition because we definitely look to see what they're doing uh-huh. and you try not to do exactly the same thing especially since we're doing very similar things which are compilation albums with a variety of genres and variety mm-hmm. of artists. So I knew that if we we're going to do final fantasy, we had to take a different approach, which is why I decided, well, let's cover the whole series for the main games. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking all the spinoffs. We did have tactics on there, but final fantasy one to 14, we had, um, tracks from every game. And I was really proud of that. And there was, you know, a couple games where there was only one artist assigned to it. So I was like, please don't drop out. Please don't drop out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, proposed the idea so many people jumped on board and then just became a matter of like trying to get the previews ready and this is definitely the hardest i've ever worked to put an (laughs) album out there um i probably spent 30 to 50 hours just doing press sharing it (laughs) annoying people like me trying to interview you yeah it's it's a lot of work man i also used um scarlet moon productions or promotions sorry promotions Mm -hmm. um jason who i think you know as well he was yes he I reached out to him to share the album and then he was like, well, as a matter of fact, I do promotion too. And then he gave me a pretty good deal that I couldn't resist. So I said, okay. And then he got it um, featured on a few, more than a few, a couple dozen websites. So it's, it's done very well. And I'm just, the week that I was arranging this album was also the hardest week I've ever worked in my life. I was working, I think around 130, no, 140 hours over two weeks. Oh man! So I, it was literally like fourteen to sixteen hour days um, on business trip, and I was just listening to the album over and over and over again, like trying to arrange it. Just like I can do this, I can do this. <laughs> and again, I like I said, if you go to the Game Like YouTube channel, you can actually see the arrangement process. Um, I did like a series of vlogs, and that's really cool. Was, yeah, as I was putting it in order. You know, I thought it'd be fun to kind of do play by play because, of course, once the album is arranged, it's easy to go back through and explain mm-hmm. your, your process. But you lose some of that like emotion, you know, the joy or frustration or whatever it is. Right. Because to me, and I've said this before, um, I guess in the arrangement video, doing album arrangement is much like storytelling to me. And that's, that's kind of like what I consider myself or what I aspire to be as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So I try to piece together... This music into a story And for Mog's mixtape Each disc has its own distinct story
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, I'm guessing you've heard the whole album So you'd understand that. Like disc one to me is um, Kind of like a light hearted fantasy uh-huh. Where you like the first track is the introduction You're setting up the you know Setting the stage and then the second track is like really heavy, and that's kind of, to me, where the villain's introduced. And uh, the artist Sixteen Amano makes fun of me because I call him the villain of disc one, but he kind of is. <laughs> and then you have these moments of like, you know, they're going, you have these moments of like kind of traversal music, basically, like, you know, foresty sounding tracks, that's mm-hmm. not a real word. But you get my point. Interspersed with battles, so you get this sense of progression, like they're traveling across the country and then battle. Oh. and then traveling in the battle. And then of course, there's a final showdown. And then they're victorious. and then disc one ends. And then disc two is the opposite journey. It's kind of more dark... And it does not end well. It actually ends with the game over theme. So that kind of tells you that the journey fails, which I thought was a cool concept that you'd have one journey of like a, successful heroes and one journey of you know failure. I'm not sure how important it is to other people or if anyone else even notices their cares. But to me, I really spend a lot of time worrying about, you know, album flow. And that's not just, you know, loud versus soft or, you know, rock versus electronic. There's also something like themes coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, as someone who
1: really appreciates storytelling in any medium and always listens through an album, you know, chronologically, at least the first time um Mm -hmm. i'll 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 be on your side i love stuff like that so i'm I'm glad you put the thought into it i especially like the the two disc split that makes it it makes it kind of cool because you could just say i'm in a disc two kind of
3: mood right Mm -hmm. you know you you almost have two albums there it's an idea that i came up with when i realized how many tracks we had and i actually did a twitter poll saying what's your the ideal album length and Mm -hmm. a lot of people responded 45 minutes to 60 minutes so I was just thinking it would it it would be helpful for me and it would be helpful for the listener so that it you know, people are busy, they may not have two hours to sit down and listen to an album, but if they see that it's two discs, like you said, they might be in a disc one mood, they might be in a disc two mood. Or you can listen to the whole thing, you know, all in one sitting, and it and it still flows pretty well, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, even just a reference to Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy um fourteen soundtrack um mm-hmm. a realm reborn is so massive it's mm-hmm. almost intimidating to listen to it at all that would be something that i would love if they split it into you know battle tracks or exploration tracks or something but anyway um so i know this is an unfair question sure, um, go ahead. but are there like what are some of your favorite tracks or maybe some that surprised you uh from mog's mixtape
3: i have to say there's a couple artists that just floor to me um hashel oh five his real name's julian but is you know, YouTube name is Hash Roller 5. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to say, I'm not going to remember the name of the track. I think it's like a root village now that I think about it. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But he's, you know, he's been an artist that I've known for for a couple years now. And I've been friends with and he actually is heavily involved in the Pixel Mixers community. Um, which is another video game remix community that does albums. Uh-huh. And his track, the reason it blew me away is just because it's not his usual style. And when he sent it to me, I told him. Like, this is the best track you've ever done. worried that the ambient sound would be too much. And I said, no, this, this is ridiculous. Like if, you know, if you hadn't told me this was your track, I probably wouldn't have guessed it other than the guitar work. Uh Um, the other track that, that I'll say on record is my favorite is, uh, the first track off this too, um, by Black Earache. And there's, it's featuring a couple other artists just because that one track has so many different styles. You know, the way it starts out, And then it's like really smooth sounding guitar work. Then it goes into more metal stuff. Then it has that weird like tuba part. You know, it's funny. I actually kind of, I wouldn't say convinced, but suggested that Swiggles RP did one, uh, do One Wing Angel Uh because he was originally supposed to do another track. And I was looking at a track list and I was like, there's no one winged angel. Like this is kind oh, of a problem. That's a travesty like, that you're gonna get in trouble for that. Exactly. So I was like, guys, there's no one winged angel. We we gotta do something about this. And he's like, uh, alright, let me let me let me handle that. Huh. So he took it under his wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, No, (laughs) puns. Always welcome on the show. (laughs) And uh, he did a great job with it. And for anyone that listens to Protest the Hero, he totally stole the opening riff to, um, I think it's Sequoia or something, one of their songs. Mm -hmm. And he admits it. But nonetheless, he really transformed that track and made it his own. other artists would probably agree with this that when you cover a track that's really well known there's always that that f- challenge of making it some making it your own you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you're covering a track that people aren't as familiar with there's not that fear i think necessarily but if you're covering a track that's been done so many times before you know that track was covered actually for the multiplayer two album if you know what i'm talking about the uh mm-hmm. charity album that came out from multiplayer bg charity right uh so he he was also on the album and he told me i've got to really change it up so i don't make it sound like that one i don't want to just do a straight rock cover i need to do something different so Mm -hmm. i would say those are the couple a couple of tracks of course all of them are great and i don't know it's hard to pick a favorite although i've already said i have yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you had a definitive favorite Uh, the answer is usually
1: they're all my favorites and i'm like but that's not good interview material
3: (laughs) yeah i mean i try to (laughs) Well, you gotta be careful, because I'm not trying to be like, oh, all these other ones aren't as good, but no, I, I, mean, I, I it, do.
1: It's well within your right to have, you know, one that pops out at you as a really, really cool, you know, one that's close, closest to your heart, maybe. But yeah, yeah. it's um, and well, you have quite a few albums under your belt now
3: at this point. Yeah. We so, well, I should talk about our, the latest one really quickly, because we have three main what we call the main albums, which were uh, Supersonic versus and Mox Mixtape. November 2nd, an album was released by Peter Anthony Smith, and he's an artist on GameLark that does electronic wind instrument covers, also known as EWI. And he did a whole album of 8-bit JRPG tracks mm. covering uh, games like Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior, Lufia, it's really nice because I wanted to try and start introducing a little variety because, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in the future for game mark. We'll get to that. <laughs> I'll save uh-huh. that for later. But one thing I really wanted to do was like highlight the artists on the label. Like game mark is a collective more than anything else. It's kind of not to steal Materia's name, but it's a bunch of <laughs> association. artists <and> I'm, <laughs> association. There you go. And so I wanted to start uh, highlighting certain artists and artists that I thought had a very unique voice and his is definitely a unique voice and it's a nice little album it's 20 a little under 25 minutes it's very very like it's a chill album like Mm -hmm. you can listen to it kind of brightens your day and it's only $4.99 so it's much less expensive than our main albums just because you know we don't have to split it among so many people that's kind of part of the difficulty when you have such a large group of artists is you know deciding splits and then making that money back <laughs> right <laughs> which we'll get to later
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding i mean it's nice to have everyone pitch in and everyone does a little bit of work to make a big album but then it works backwards in the same way when mm-hmm. it comes to getting
3: paid so he, he, it's a great album and we had plans to do this for a while and we have other plans in the future for similar type albums i'm not sure exactly what's going to happen um we can move to that if you want, or yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's finish
1: <laughs> off this interview with kind of the future of game. The future Lark. game Lark? Yeah, um, like?
3: well, it's difficult to get into, but uh, don't know how to say this except to say I'm kind of stepping down, but not stepping away from game. Mark, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of reasons for this. Um, one, it's kind of expensive and we have yet to make back or i have yet to make back any money off any of these albums mm-hmm. so we've had to rethink a lot of the way we do things basically you know you have to pay for outmart you have to pay for mastering so i paid for to put it in perspective i don't know if it's talking numbers is i don't know if it's frowned upon or not, but spent around $800 for Mox Mixtape. That includes Mm -hmm. album art mastering, promotion. Needless to say, it's very difficult to break even with those kinds of numbers. Right. So you kind of have to look back. Like, I did a huge reassessment after that album came out on how how was I going to do Game Lark. And I know there's a lot of things that kind of factored into my decision to step down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being that I have a baby on the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's a pretty solid reason. Yeah, that's... Well, um, congratulations, though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was going to have reduced time. I knew that going like ahead of time that I was going to have less time to work on this. And I yeah. am al- I was already putting in 15, 20 hours a week, if not more, just handling responsibilities. Sometimes not even able to put content up on the YouTube channel. So right. it just kind of got to the point where... I needed help. And then also, you know, I built this this community, or I started game Lark. I didn't really build it. It kind of formed mm-hmm. um, during a period of time when I was kind of frustrated with my own creative endeavors, which would be writing. I spent many years, three or four years, like full time writing. um and then I kind of just took a break and I needed it, and then I started game Lark. And I feel like it's time to go back to it because we kind of had this long discussion in the group. And what I realized was that I wasn't really creating any of this content. I was kind of coordinating things and right. yes, it takes a lot of time, but it isn't my content except for like the interviews and stuff like that. But the, the the albums weren't my content. So I was like, this is a lot of time for me to be spending on something when, even though I love it, is it the thing I want to be doing the most? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And especially since like I had the kid on the way, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to, to think about, like letting it go and, and and seeing what the artists think. So I kind of posed this question to the artists and said, you know, this is what we're probably going to be doing in the future. You know, I want game art to continue, but I don't think that I can do it. I can't do it to my, to my fullest ability. Right. Like I, I don't want to say burnout because that's the wrong word, but you know, I threw everything I had at mogs and kind of said, this is the make or break time unless it really takes off. I'm going to have to step back. And that's essentially what I did. So what the great news is, all that sounds bad, but the good news is a lot of people stepped up to the plate and said, okay, I'm willing to help you. We have like six or seven people now doing what I used to do. <laughs> um, everybody has their own individual task. And that's mainly because artists are busy. So you can't expect one person to do everything that I did. Right. Um. And And honestly, a lot of these people are much better at these individual things than I am and I kind of felt that way too it's just like I kind of got in not over my head but I was like man I I know I should be doing a better job but I just don't how And I'm running out of time and and, Mm -hmm. you know I've lost a fair amount of money on this stuff I loved it but you know now like I said baby on the way you got to start thinking about finances differently so my goal right now is to just Still, I think handle album arrangement. I talked with actually, I'll let this out. Swiggle's RP is handling a lot of the community stuff, including album planning. Uh-huh. So I talked with him and said, "Hey, can I still do album arrangement? Because that was my favorite part of the process, yeah, hands down." And he said, "Sure." So I'm doing that. um I'm just kind of helping in whatever capacity I can, but I'm kind of taking a hands-off approach, and I'm letting the artists decide what albums they're gonna do. You know what new artists are going to invite to the group. You know we like to keep it like small, close knit because the goal is to have this community of artists that can share their work and get criticism, and get feedback. And uh-huh. the bigger you get, the harder it is to do that, as I'm sure Sebastian can attest.
2: Yeah,
1: just no just
3: the logistics. I don't know how he does it. Just the logistics of trying to communicate with like people, like hey, this album's coming out. You haven't said your track, mm-hmm. even just that can be time-consuming
1: so just just like waiting on emails alone can oh, yeah. fill your month
3: <laughs> i had to create an email list because once we got over like 30 artists
1: yeah it
3: trying to individually message people on facebook was just like oh and then you, you send out an email and then people don't respond and mm-hmm. they're like i never got that and i'm like god and everyone's so busy it, as well and then yeah, yeah it
1: spirals into chaos
3: like i said it, the good news is that it's going to continue i don't know exactly how frequently we'll put out albums um i do know the content's going to be changing in terms of like what we put up on youtube it's going to be good because we're basically having artists contribute for content including Mm -hmm. possibly exclusive tracks for the channel creation of the albums has always
1: been a collective and now in a way whatever you want to call it the management or the leadership of the albums is becoming a collective
3: exactly yeah so I'm excited to see what happens. We have a lot of plans for the future. We actually have, um, you heard it here first. I'm going to go ahead and drop it. We have a winter album coming up and it's going to be a charity album and it's going to be fun.
1: That sounds awesome.
3: Yeah. It's, it was funny because we kind of, again, behind the scenes stuff, we kind of like, we're trying to decide are we going to do this? Are we not? Uh-huh. Because, Obviously, changes to management require a lot of work. And I was like, OK, what if I just pay the album because we just make it a charity album? Somebody else suggested a charity album. I was like, that's a great idea. We'll set the price point really low. We'll just do it as kind of like a gift. Like, hey, GameLark is giving this out and you should listen to it. And, you know, it'll be something special. Hopefully I haven't heard any track yet. This is like we just decided this a couple weeks ago. super so.
1: Early stages. Well, that's really cool, though. I'm I'm very excited to see what that turns out to be.
3: So I guess to, to wrap it up, that's kind of what's going on with Game Lark. I have decided to go back to my writing interest. Um, I'm kind of doing... I'm already doing a gaming podcast. I'm going to do a couple quick plugs because I can't help myself. Yes, um, by all means. We do a gaming podcast, my friend and I, Psychotrip, um, called Devil May Play. And it's kind of like just discussion of video game industry stuff, sometimes movie industry, sometimes YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then the writing channel... It's hard to say at this point because I haven't even started it. But essentially... I want to create a hub for storytelling across many mediums. The problem with, m- with me is that I have so many interests that it's difficult to narrow down what I want to do. Yes. Yeah. Like, I know I want to do storytelling, and I definitely I definitely was doing writing for a long time. It just was frustrating because I couldn't figure out how to get to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And I think what GameLark taught me is, is basically how to build an audience, essentially, how to find like-minded people, how to share other people's work, how to find people that are interested in the same things you're interested in. And it taught me that it's just never too soon to start. I think my problem was that with writing, I just assumed that the only way for me to quote-unquote make it or to become a professional writer is to just make this perfect masterpiece. You know, I have a series of books that I've been working on for almost a decade now. It's it's long. Yeah, And it's a mythology series um, called Reckoning of the Gods. And I just thought, well, the only way I'm going to be able to make it as a writer is if I write the perfect book. And, of course, that puts, like, a lot of pressure on yourself to yes. to make something. And I, I, see, I saw this community, um, the cover community and remix community, and I've seen artists grow just from the time – the short time that I've really been involved in the community. It's only been a couple of years I've been involved – and I've seen artists even on the label grow and I'm like, OK, so what I see is you need to put your work out there and you need to let go of that fear of either criticism or failure to just do it. So that's kind of why, like I said, I'm going to have a YouTube channel um, just called Alan Brash. I have one short story up right now um, on a website called Wattpad. So I'm kind of going to be doing three things. I'm going to be doing Game Lark, still Devil May Play, and I'm going to write and have my own creative right, or storytelling channel. We'll just call it storytelling.
1: And just, just hearing you talk about all those ideas just gets me excited to create more things. Like, I love hearing people talk about the things that they've learned, even just in a couple of short years and what mm-hmm. you're changing, like, you know, like what you're going to do next. Like, that is awesome. I think that sounds like a great plan.
3: I think it made perfect sense for game like it was this really bittersweet moment when I, yeah. when I decided to say to tell the artist like, OK, I'm moving on. But at the same time, I felt right because I was like, you know, we're still a family. And actually, I was originally planning to step away a lot more than I did. Um, and then I kind of changed my mind. I was like, no, I'll stick around. I'll mm-hmm. do arrangement and help out where I can. But uh, all the artists were really, really Positive in their response, they are like, We understand, and I just felt like I personally had taken it as far as I could, yeah. And now it's time to pass the torch and see where they take it. And since they're the ones creating the content, like you said, it makes a lot of sense for them to like handle the management stuff yep. too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely keep in
1: touch with you and Game Lark, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have you on, if not just for the winter album for whatever you guys cook up in the future. I'd be happy to come back. <laughs> Great, yeah. Well, it was it was very fun to meet you and learn all about um, the Game Lark saga, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And it's going to continue on for a while, I hope. <laughs> nice. Um, so before we leave, though, where can people go to find out more about Game
3: Lark and such things? Okay, uh, let's see. Let's bring <laughs> up the usual, list. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We also have a Game Lark um, records.com website that has albums and links and things like that we're also on spotify so if you don't feel like spending money and you just want to hear the albums you can do that mm-hmm. and then a couple albums by the time this comes out versus supersonic and volume one will be on youtube and full so nice. there's a couple options and then mogs will probably come out towards the end of november
1: well uh, thanks again alan um that was uh, really quite an informative and fun discussion on my part all right. Thanks for uh, having me on. Hey, you're welcome.
0: But for now, it's time to head back to the show.
1: Bye, Alan. Bye. Have a good day. Well, there he goes. Why were you hiding under the desk the whole time?
0: Um, because Alan scares me. He's a very brash man. <laughs> you know what? Why did you laugh so much at that this time? <laughs> because it was the
1: the the comedic timing. I wasn't expecting oh. <laughs> it.
0: It was very well. Funny. There you go. So before we before we move on to our segment today, the secret songs, which is something we actually haven't done in a while, can I crowdsource a tech support problem to you and all of our listeners? Uh, Yes. So my mouse is randomly when I click clicking twice. It's like doing a double click. What? Have you ever had that problem? That's weird, dude. No way. Yeah, I don't know if have my... you
1: tried Have you tried getting some like little tweezers and cleaning out
0: the uh, the grooves in your mouse? No, but I'll try that. It could be the hardware. It could be the software. Uh, so I'm gonna also, also going to try, like, reinstalling drivers and stuff, but it's really weird. Um, it's, a, it's a strange problem to have. I like it because when I looked up the troubleshooting, Windows was like, okay, here are some things that might have happened. Your drivers might have been corrupted. Your hardware might corrupted. You might have accidentally clicked twice. Which <laughs> <laughs> i think the exact word was like you may have inadvertently double clicked it's like that
1: is possible cover cover run on the bases make sure yeah. you uh tried unplugging it and plugging it back in have you wait have you tried that
0: yes yes i have okay so it's currently <laughs> running through There's an extension sure. cord i'm gonna try it without the extension cord maybe that's messing things up but anyway oh, uh, that's yeah. brian's tech corner uh, if you have any ideas tweet them over to me and help <laughs> me solve my mouse problem i feel like we we're not adding to the users and, and listeners' lives anymore. Right? <laughs> no, but we're, <laughs> we're adding to the power. Uh, and that's what's important. So Secret Songs, uh, for listeners who might not even remember this, because it has been quite a while since we've done yeah, one yeah. of these, especially considering the break. In the Secret Songs, both Stephen and myself bring one song that we attempt to surprise the other with. Since we grew up as brothers and with a lot of the same musical backgrounds, it's interesting to us to try to A, find a song the other is not aware of in video games and B, one they would really like or find interesting. So... That's what we're doing here. It's also just a fun way to
1: sort of, you know, show everyone listening the kinds of music that we like to dig up. Yeah,
0: and we all, uh, as a show, get to try to guess what it is before the uh, person reveals it. So it gets bored. Oh, okay. gets bored. <laughs> that too. All right, Steven. so let's start with yours because your name is first here. Three, two, one, clicky. what the heck is this goshina
1: oh you got it
0: okay so it's goshina is it from a game i would possibly know uh i think you could very possibly guess it is it from a japanese rpg yeah is it from a tales game yeah is it from the newest tales game no oh uh, did he do other Tales games? Yes, I discovered he didn't just do a
1: selection of Tales of um, uh, Zestiria songs. He did all of Tales of Legendia. Oh my gosh. This is pretty good. So this is, I was talking to actually Zachary, a uh, longtime friend and listener. And um, big Goshina fan. And yeah, Goshina is one of his favorites. And uh, this is his favorite Tales game. And he is into uh-huh. JRPG, so I guess he ought to know and um this
0: is really weird but great Its is his, his
1: favorite song on the album <laughs> it takes place in like a dungeon that is short-circuiting and all of the computers and electronics are malfunctioning goshina is a very inventive musician you mean like scarily
0: brilliant musician because yes yes and also very inventive like yes. he just always loves to try new crazy things with his music this is really cool. Ooh. What do you mean by that, Brian? I don't quite get where <laughs> you're coming from. Uh, well, I'm probably never going to play the game because I hate JRPGs, but the music is great as you usual. You have a whole
1: amazing Goshina album to listen to. Every song is great. Yep, that's great.
0: That's that's using the word great a lot, but I want to listen to that.
1: Great, great, great. Okay. All
0: right. Well, mine is not going to be that um, great. Yeah, yes. <laughs> i just like me that great but let's listen to it anyway you ready mm-hmm. three two one click
1: i feel like i'm in a pokemon center <laughs> either that or a little house in zelda <laughs> i mean this is game Boy, right yes this is
0: game boy okay. very good guess
1: Okay, this sounds like Link's Awakening, but a few
0: notes off, so... <laughs> this is, is um... Is it Link's
1: Asleepening?
0: No, it's Oracle of Seasons. <laughs> which is Link's <laughs> Awakening, but a few notes off. Okay. Props to me for really nailing yes, that one. That I've, was really close. Never, also, if you listen never to, never to it, this it's, game. it's a remix of Zelda's theme. Oh, wait, I didn't catch that. Yeah, let's wait. do it over again.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 what a neat little thing it's kind of weird that there's like a zelda soundtrack that i just don't know at all thank you for bringing that to
0: my attention you're welcome mm-hmm. it wasn't composed mm-hmm. by goshina i'm pretty sure
1: no no it was composed by No-shina. no sheena no sheena here <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> on that note let's
0: end the episode
2: like this, this like that like like that, that i like it i like it
0: well, thanks, thanks everyone. Every- Whoa, oh, my we gosh. said it at
2: the same
1: time.
0: Yeah. We're brothers. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our 48th episode. Man, we're going to have episode 50 here pretty soon, probably like with the new year. It's going to be exciting. We should do something special.
1: Ma- yeah, like, like say it's episode 50.
0: We should make it 50 hours.
2: Oh, my gosh
0: uh thank you everyone uh, if you like that idea go ahead and tweet <laughs> at us It'll give you a 50 hour show um you can also visit uh, www.ocremix.org to learn more about overclocked remix and yes, find yes. more awesome music you can tweet at us at ocr podcast or you can email wait, us at wait, podcast wait. At ocremix.org yeah i know i took the moment i don't care Dang i it. also want to thank Sin i'm gonna thank our for writing the remix rewind you, and i want to thank alan brash for giving us an never interview met this week the man um, I hid under my desk and heard. It felt like meeting him because I heard it all from my uh, vantage point. It's time to move on to the playlist. <laughs> The playlist is a weekly collection of listener submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This week's theme is Final Fantasy Remixes. Battle 1
1: and 3 from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, remixed by Preludio and submitted by Kyle JCRB.
0: Sweet Home from Final Fantasy V, remixed by the Dear Friends album, and submitted by the M Disc Playlist podcast. <laughs>
1: Serio from Final Fantasy VI, remixed by Jake Kaufman and Tommy Pedrini, and submitted by Square Enix.
0: Selyse theme from Final Fantasy 6, remixed by the Bra Bra Final Fantasy Brass to Bravo album, and submitted by Phoenix Down.
1: From Final Fantasy 1, remixed by Jared Hudson, and submitted by Andrew.
0: Fantasy Six remixed by McVaff and submitted by Reasonably Festive.
1: In Black, from Final Fantasy VI, remixed by Ailshan, and submitted by Wilson.
0: Final Fantasy 9, remixed by Daniel Tidwell, and submitted by Jeff.
1: Melody, Festival of the Hunt from World of Final Fantasy, remixed by Shingo Kotauka and Hayata Takeda, and submitted by Zachary.
0: Been listening to the Overclocked Podcast. Next week's playlist is Christmas music. Choose anything that reminds you of this cheery, wintry time of year. To submit your own suggestions or just say hi, 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 hit us up on Twitter at OCR Podcast, email us at podcast at OCRemix.org, or visit us on the forums at OCRemix.org. This week's lyrical wisdom Our paths, they didn't cross.
1: Though I cannot say just why We met We laughed We held on fast And then we
2: said Goodbye